Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hello, my dark darlings. I'm Markia, and this is the Something Scary Podcast. To our veteran listeners and those sheltering into the dark with us for the first time, welcome. There's how you start things, and then there's how you finish them. Last we ventured together, we unleashed hidden terrors lurking in the cartridges of old-school video games. It begs the question, what exactly do we hope to find in the video games of yore? Perhaps these forces should remain in the past, locked in the machinery of old systems. First, we hear the chilling conclusion of our story, Critter Valley Black. Then, we read some fan mail that shares how the supernatural can shape us while we're young. And finally, we end with a classic creepypasta titled, Looking for an Old Game by Anonymous. I receive hundreds of creepy story submissions every single week. As always, the first story you hear is one that we've chosen to animate and post over at youtube.com snarled. Then I read a few more stories for the podcast. If you have a tale you're dying to share, send me an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. And if you'd like to support the show and receive bonus content, consider joining our Patreon. Our patrons play a huge role in keeping the show running every single week. For more information on how you can help the show and also be a part of it, visit patreon.com snarled. So, want to hear something scary? Critter Valley Black 2 Welcome back to Critter Valley. The writer of the following story wanted you to know that it was adapted from a Reddit post by a user named Black Cartridge Believer 98 that after being interviewed over email, the post was then deleted and so was any sign of the user. This story is the conclusion to what he discovered from his research. There was something reaching out to me from within the game. I sat, immobilized in the darkness, trapped in the glow of the screen. My villager, with dark sockets for eyes, pushed his shovel into the dirt. Withdrawing an animal skull from the loosened earth, he held it up, smiling. The creature drew near. Strength. The chanting growing louder. Strength. A loud car horn woke me out of my nap as I sat in bed, staring at my ceiling. It was my mom's car. She was taking my sister to her volleyball game. She texted asking if I wanted to join, but I declined. I hadn't been sleeping well, so I passed out for most of the day. The rest of the evening I was home alone, and I did whatever I could to not think about what had happened the night before. 
Nightmares of the television screen haunted my dreams. Images of that thing trying to get out of the Critter Valley game replayed over and over in my head. I needed to know what it was. Maybe it was a hacked boss level. Maybe I was a coward for chickening out. Against my better judgment, I booted the system up again. The TV hummed on and my villager stood in a field of red flowers with what looked like several large black moths fluttering in the air. I don't remember seeing any black moths in this game series, I thought. I focused on the game again, searching for fruits to loot and trying to capture bugs. Eventually, I arrived at a dead-end clearing. Through the television speakers came a digitized whistle of wind like the one the night before. I looked back at the game screen to see a red balloon tethered to a small white box, tied with a red ribbon, hanging absolutely still within the circle of the moon. My eyes grew wide when, pop! I jumped in my seat as I heard, clear as day behind my head, the sharp clap of an exploding balloon. Opening my eyes back onto the screen, the balloon's prize rested at my villager's feet. After picking it up, I paused for a minute and thought against opening it, but I was shivering again, harder than the last time, and my nervous thumb pushed in and opened the present. It was a note. Your turn, it said. The room exploded in noise. The force of it pushed me to the ground. Both of my ears rang with a high-pitched whine that felt like a dentist drill was sinking into my eardrums. I squinted from the pain. Then, through tear-blurred eyes, I saw the creature appear, outside of the screen and in my room. It grew like a storm cloud. It hunched over me, its shape too large for the room's ceiling. One glowing eye opened in the darkness. From within itself, a large limb unfurled and extended to me. It grabbed me. It begins. Its voice said in a chorus of creature voices. The dry heat coming off of it made my nose bleed, and I couldn't scream. What did it want? My head was pounding as it felt as if a piece of my soul was being squeezed out. My neck burned as I felt the creature leave a mark. Strength. Voices cheered as the monster retreated back into the screen. My villager avatar had changed and looked like me now, with a bandage on his nose and the red symbol on his neck. He held what looked like a long bone. I traced the raised mark left on me with my fingers and it matched. Something had been taken from me, but I didn't know what until I tried to stand. Shifting forward, an extraordinary pain shot through my thigh I collapsed to the ground under my own weight. My leg was broken. No, even worse. It was like rubber. My calf dangled limply from a thigh with no femur. Unable to move from the floor, I looked up at the screen as a speech bubble popped up. Welcome to Critter Valley, Gabriel. Another bubble appeared. Bring us more villagers or we'll collect more from you for our strength. On the screen, the monster looked taller as if it had grown somehow from taking the bone in my leg. It was building strength through taking body parts. But strength for what? I didn't want it to take more of me, so I knew what I had to do. In pain, I made my way to my laptop. Where my femur had been was an intense sucking ache. Panicked, I started wondering what a bone suddenly disappearing could do to the inside of my leg, to veins, arteries. I could hear chanting from the TV, other villagers I couldn't see begging for more, more of me. 
I hurriedly made a new post online. Vintage Critter Valley, hacked with codes and perks, five bucks or best offer. Anything to save me from the game. It wants to collect more of us, maybe even from you watching right now. If you have the game, don't play it. If it's too late, maybe offer it a part of you you can do without before it takes something you need. Also, to whoever gets this game next, I'm sorry. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. And now we dive into some fan mail with letters from Lizzie B. and Arwen, who believe that supernatural sensibilities start young. Dear Marquia, one of the things I wanted to say was thank you for reading all the scary stories on the podcast. I also wanted to share my paranormal experience with you because I don't know what's happening. I should explain. It all started when I went to Puerto Panasco about four to five years ago. I was about nine at the time. We spent a week there to celebrate my siblings and I going back to school. I honestly was ready to go back because after being at home, I was getting bored. So the trip helped. We go to the pool and get back to the hotel room and chill. On the last night, everyone was asleep by 10 p.m., except me. For some reason, I wasn't tired, and I stayed up watching movies and TV shows. At some point, I had fallen asleep, and in my dream, I woke up in the middle of a street. It was random and unrecognizable. I was compelled to start walking and felt as if I walked for a long time before I finally arrived at a small house. There was a red-headed girl, and when I looked at her, a fear grew in my gut. You know, the sort of feeling when something bad is about to happen. That's what it felt like. I heard her say, Liz, come here. I have something to show you. And I walked over to her, not because I wanted to, but because I was afraid of what would happen if I didn't. She led me into a hallway where there was a bed and some kind of pod thing. It was green and set like a giant egg beside her bed. It looked like slick knotted vines that held something inside. Sitting on the bed, she patted next to her. When I sat down, I heard something from the glistening pod. Hello there, it said, as if the voice came from someone sitting inside. Looking closer, I noticed the vines stretching and moving like snakes. I felt the fear again. It's so good to meet a new friend, it said. Suddenly... The pod opened and a putrid gas came out. It felt as if I was choking, but I couldn't scream or feel my body. It was paralyzing, and I fell over next to the pod. The girl looked pleased as the vines extended and wrapped around me. They dug into my mouth. I began to pray, By the power of God, you can't hurt me. By the power of God, you can't 
hurt me. Over and over again, gasping for air, almost at the point of passing out, I woke up, clutching my throat. Awake. And oh, thank the heavens, I, I was safe in my room. Or so I thought, as I looked to the balcony of the room, where I saw a figure with red hair for an instant, as the curtains billowed, revealing that no one was really there. Even though I am baptized, I can still feel them, as if they're inside of me, growing, slithering in my gut, I think working their way through me. In my sleep, I puke out vines and they sit in a pile next to my bed, growing into my own pod. I'm so scared. I don't want them to hurt me. They just can't. I take comfort in my prayers. May they protect me from what's inside. May they keep it away. If you know of any way I could find help, that would be amazing. These nightmares keep coming back. I don't know what they mean. And so I pray every night for answers. Won't you help me? With love. Liz. Thank you so much, Liz, for sharing your ongoing experience with us. I'm sorry that you're having trouble sleeping and that these dreams keep on coming back to you and keep on disrupting your life. Sometimes there are things that will latch on to us, that they are attracted to our energy, and that you might be having a response to something like that enjoying your energy even though you are not enjoying it. If you don't have any protective stones, I would recommend getting something like onyx or pyrite, um, perhaps black tourmaline. Another possibility is that these dreams might be in reaction to something else that has happened in your life. Perhaps something that was not supernatural but is still trying to be dealt with. In that case, I would recommend, yes, protective stones, but also go ahead and confide in someone that is close to you, your guardians, an older sibling perhaps. Let them know what is going on so that you can get some peaceful rest at last. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. 
And our next fan letter, Spooky Scary from Arwen. Hi, Markia. My name is Arwen, after the Lord of the Rings elf princess, and my mom is semi-sensitive. After my grandpa died in 2017, we all started noticing things. I saw him waving at me, sitting in the front seat of a car after my grandma had gotten home in it. My dad has seen him in his chair in the living room, but by far, my mom's experience was the most noticeable. One day, I was getting ready for school, two days before we had a social studies history presentation that I had done exceptionally well on. While in the bathroom brushing out my hair, my mom came into the room and leaned against the doorframe. She said, Arwen, I had a dream last night about Pop-Pop. Pop-Pop is what we called my grandfather. Really? What was it about? I asked. I was tying your brother's shoes, and he was there, telling Luke some weird story about shoelaces. I turned to him and said, You know we all miss you a lot. He then said, I was at Arwen's presentation yesterday. Tell her that she did well and that I'm proud of her. We had presented two days in a row. I didn't tell my mom what day I had presented, so there was no way for her to have known I had presented that day. To this day, I think about this occurrence and how glad I am that my pop-pop had come back to see me present. So that was my story. I love you so much and have been watching Snarled's videos for ages. They have gotten me through some very hard times of my life and continue to do so. I just came out as bi and have gotten bullied about it. And your videos and podcast episodes have helped a lot. Thank you so much for being amazing and keep making me and everyone else smile. Arwen also known as galaxy underscore Arwen14 on YouTube. Arwen, thank you so much about sharing your story with Pop Pop. I am so proud of you for coming out as bi. As for the people that are bullying you, they're not gonna be there forever. You'll move on to a different school or perhaps a different house and they will be left behind to continue on with their own path. But once again, I'm so proud of you for being able to embrace and love the you because you are amazing. And everyone out there, happy Pride Month. You are the best version of yourself right now and you'll strive to become an even better version of that. You are amazing. And if anybody tries to tell you different, you send them my way. Let us know in emails or comments about your supernatural experiences. You can always send those experiences to us at somethingscary at snarl.com. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Scary Story Podcast brings original, short, scary stories right to your ears every week. Like Dead of Night, the story of a man who moves into a new apartment building only to discover sinister foundation or another recent one the delivery where a man discovers a family secret hidden in plain sight 
Have you ever listened to a scary story that lingers as if it reminds you of a long lost memory? My name is Edwin Covarrubias, host and writer over at Scary Story Podcast, where every episode brings you a short, original scary story every week. The stories are read just like this, me telling you a frightening story that will blur the lines between this and the world of hauntings, ghosts, experiences that defy logical explanation. You can join us by searching for Scary Story Podcast on your app right now. It's the show by Scary FM. I'll see you over on Scary Story Podcast. And now we go looking for an old game. And this creepypasta by Anonymous. A story that chases the ghosts and remnants of technology that should be forgotten before you are. Hey, I'm still kind of new here. My name's Matt, and I'm looking for an old game that my dad and I used to play together on the SNES, taking turns switching the controller over after the other died. I remember the gameplay pretty well. I just can't seem to remember the title of the game or what the cartridge looked like, aside from having the main character on it. Figured I'd play the game for old time's sake like when my dad was still here. All I remember in the title is it had the word Mayan somewhere in it, I think. The game itself had a kind of darker background and atmosphere to it, and that's probably why I remember it so well, compared to all the other brightly colored games from Nintendo, like the Super Mario Brothers games. In the corner of the screen, there was a crocodile that's mouth gradually closed down on your character as you got closer to dying. To progress, you climb up vines on trees or jump on spider webs and find your way around like a maze of the jungle. And they had some sand traps that opened and closed on the ground, as well as different animals that would attack you on your way, like snakes, monkeys, crocodiles, a boar, and I think a jaguar at the end that was like the boss in the first level. You collected things like rocks or pouches full of them that you sling at the animals and I think a bomb and whip as well. I thought it was something like Indiana Jones at first, but turns out it wasn't. My dad and I used to play for hours to get away from the little annoying chores around the house and schoolwork for me. We were really close then. But after a while, he moved out after a big fight with my mom, and I only got to see him once in a while. But sadly, each time I saw him, he seemed to be losing touch, and his actions became more and more rash and just oddly out of character for him. He left one day without even saying anything about why or where he was going, and I moved into his old apartment when it was available since he had left some stuff there that I was hoping he would come back to. So this is really important to me. We haven't spoken in over two years now, and it's the only thing I have that's still a good memory with him that my mother hasn't ruined that I can hopefully share with my son in a few years. He was just born October. I named him after my father, Alan. I've tried looking through the few boxes of games he kept in his room, but no luck finding it. I wonder if he took it with him, wherever he went. But I just got a call from a storage company in the next town over that says payment for his bin is overdue, which I didn't even know he had. So I'm going to check that out within the week, or they might auction it off. So I'll see if there's any more games or family pictures or anything of personal value in there. It would help out a lot if any of you could tell me what the game was called so I know what to look for. 
It would be very much appreciated. I don't know what happened to the SNES either. Maybe it's in there. If not, I could probably just buy it on eBay or something if I find the game. Posted January 13th, 2013, 5.33 p.m. Well, I'm back, and I found it. Pitfall. I'm a bit shaken up after all the weird stuff that's gone on from this, though. I couldn't very well have typed all this out in such little time, so I've started up my voice-to-text program to tell what's happened. Which brings me to ask this. Since I don't remember having these experiences from the game ever before, has anyone else had strange experiences with this game that they couldn't find an easy explanation for? I mean, I know some of it could be explained if it's just a hacked game or whatever, But truth be told, I wasn't scared by most of the images or texture changes in the game. There were, however, these really odd noises that I've never heard before that didn't even sound human. And there were strange things going on around me with my senses and in my dreams. I'll be honest, because I must sound like some kind of hippie right now. I don't really believe in ghosts or paranormal phenomenon or anything like that but I can't really find any rational explanation for what this game seems to have done. It's gone far beyond breaking the fourth wall, and I don't know what's going to happen next, which terrifies me. Maybe I'm just going crazy. I'd just be happy to know that that was true, but considering I've recently seen a psychologist for a routine checkup, since I usually have a lot of stress in my job and daily life. And having been told a couple of weeks ago, my mind was just as sharp as any other person's. I just don't get it. What's happening to me? It's not normal. It can't be. Okay, let me try to explain what I've experienced in a bit more detail, if that helps. See, I didn't have a car to go check the storage containers a couple of days ago. I usually just borrow my roommate's car to get to and from work, and to see my wife and son sometimes. But he's been away for vacation this last week, and I just couldn't wait to play the game. So I found a download for Super Nintendo emulator that worked fine, and a download for Pitfall, the mineadventure.exe on Pirate Bay the next morning after my last post. It took a while to download because I'm using a crappy Asus laptop, but it played fine at first, just like I had remembered it. Aside from my father not being there, I was having fun figuring out the tricks to the game again and the controllers on my computer were simple enough. I would go into more detail of the gameplay at the beginning, but just play the game for yourself and you'll see it's not the most complicated game there is. I don't want to bore you with detailed explanation of hours of gameplay and don't feel I have too much time left before my turn is up. So I'm speaking to my speech-to-text program and just going to use the spell check with it while it's still fresh and clear in my mind. Here's hoping it goes right, but I have to know if anyone else has experienced any of this, and if so, how to stop it. Or at least I can hope to help other people avoid the same fate I fear my dad and I are going through now. I know he's still alive. He has to be. I know it now. Well, if you've ever played this game... You know that every time it froze on a Super Nintendo system, whether from the cartridge having dust or you accidentally moving the system an inch, you would have to reset the game and start over no matter where you were. 
after I'd been playing for a while, I was trying to get through playing through the levels. And as soon as I got up to 443,550 points with three pouches left and two lives, the game on my laptop froze and the game crashed altogether. I was pissed off at first, but I noticed something when I went to the files to launch the game again. There was another file added that said, hey, buddy. I hadn't really thought about it at the moment, but that's usually how my dad would address me as a kid. Out of curiosity, I clicked the file and it opened a box of text that said, your turn is up, which I remembered my dad and I used to say to each other when the other had died. It was a bit strange for me to say the least, but it, the program, started itself up after I went to close the text box. I noticed the three lights on the bottom of my laptop that were usually white, green, and flashing white from left to right were now all solid red, which I'd never seen before as my computer started making that noise it makes when it gets heated up after being on for a while, but it was louder than it is usually. I didn't mind it much, it just sort of stuck out of my mind for a moment. The screen was just black for a while, so I figured it was going to crash again, but then the animation before the title screen of the game popped up and played like it does whenever you reset. The text played normally, as I expected, but when the shadow of the boy's father shows up at the doorway, it isn't grabbed by anything. The shadow actually looked like his dad was stabbed and he fell to the floor. The boy didn't exclaim, Dad? He asked, Dad? And ran towards the door. He was pulled through the door by something I couldn't see on the screen, and red lines ran down the stone face in the room the boy was in as static started playing. It was obnoxious. I didn't realize until a little later that the red lines were supposed to be blood. Until red ran in through the door in a small puddle, I guess it was, from where the boy's father fell to the ground and where the boy was abducted. It was a bit odd and unexpected. Honestly, at this point, I wasn't very scared, though. It did seem odd and nothing like I remembered, but I thought it was pretty cool that someone was making this a more interesting gameplay experience and potentially changing the storyline. Though this was a Super Nintendo game, there wouldn't be much storyline anyway. And since I'd pretty much beaten it in the previous playthrough before it crashed, I actually hoped there was more. And unfortunately, I was right. I moved over to options at the title screen because I wanted to see if the controls were as I had set them before it reset, but the static sound picked up as if the game was getting angry with me and the cursor moved itself over to play and it was selected. At this point, I was just hoping my computer didn't have some kind of virus from downloading the game. It wouldn't be the first of my computers getting a virus from something like that, but this was an entirely different virus from anything I had seen before. If it was a virus, that is, maybe just an exceptionally good programmer. The static sound stopped as soon as the screen transitioned to black and came up with the screen that said the first level name, Siba Jungle. Once it showed the play screen with the character, I saw the character wave to me. I paused for a moment and awkwardly waved back. I don't know why I did. I just felt compelled to for some odd reason. The level looked exactly the same, but then I noticed something. The main character looked different. 
He looked like he was trying to talk to me and like he was in a panic at the same time. I felt the same for a split second. And when he tried to talk to me, I realized that was a sprite of my dad on the game. This brought a mix of emotions to me that were disturbing. Part of me felt hatred for him leaving. Part was happy to see him, like we were playing the game together again. And the last part was the onset of genuine fear and paranoia. I thought maybe someone was messing with me. And who was watching my life and doing this to me? And why? I pressed escape over and over again, trying to close the game and even tried to manually turn my computer off by holding down the power button. But nothing was working. And the character on the screen, he was still silent. There was no sound as he ran to the left of the screen. He ran straight into a tree trunk with a thud and fell to the ground a couple times. What scared the hell out of me was that every time he did, I heard a slam against the door down the hall in time with the game. When he stopped, it stopped. My heart was racing by now. And I rushed to look out the window overlooking the front door, but there was nothing, absolutely nothing, and no one at the door. And I was the only one in the apartment. I was pretty scared to say the least, and half expecting him to be there. I stood there for a minute, baffled, thinking I was going insane. I ran back over to my laptop and wanted to see more of what was going to happen, but the character was gone. And as soon as I sat down, the game crashed again. And when I went to relaunch the file, it gave me another phrase that said, Your turn, son. I clicked it. It read, You'll soon find out why. I was a bit confused at that, but I didn't want to restart the game. I was done with this weird crap. It did the same as before. It launched itself. Went to black then skipped the intro and went straight to the menu. And again, it wouldn't let me press escape or manually turn off the computer. So I figured I'd outsmart it. I closed the laptop and unplugged it, hoping the battery would die soon and the next day I'd have it reformatted to get rid of the obvious virus. But it wasn't that simple. Even though I had muted my sound the last time it crashed, I heard a loud scream coming from my laptop. It was a scream of torment and torture and it sounded like it was in my dad's voice. I panicked and threw the laptop at the wall, but it got louder. I'm surprised my crappy laptop still works, to be honest. It didn't stop until I opened it up again and pressed play. When it came to the first level again, I immediately noticed the level was different. Everything was black and white. The only thing separating the black things in the background was all of the outlines traced in white. I couldn't really tell if my character looked the same as before or not, but I also saw my health. It usually always started you at three lives, but it started me with two this time. I heard something that sounded like a record playing something in reverse. That didn't bother me as much as the inhumane screaming and crying I heard from the left speaker, leading me to go where I'd last seen my dad's character. I walked back to the left of the screen where the open tree trunk was. It looked like the hole in the trunk was all red, though, and it looked sort of like a portal. I didn't want to go in yet, so I turned back and walked to the right. I went as far right as I could, and as I did, I started to see white things sticking out of the ground. I thought they were spikes or something like that that I just jumped over, but when I stepped on one, I heard the cry of a wild boar that sounded like it was being tortured. 
And then I realized these were the skeletal remains of the animals I had faced before on the ground. I heard some strange noises from my speakers that sounded like low laughter, like that of something not human. Demonic almost as I ran to the left of the screen again towards the red portal. It got louder the closer I got. The game crashed again when I went through. I was relieved. This time I could avoid clicking the files and reading whatever ridiculous things it had to say and try to shut down the computer without the game running at the same time. I checked again to make sure my speakers were muted and I took the laptop and stored it under the stairwell outside between some blankets and old pillows next to the trash cans. Hell, I would have welcomed someone trying to steal it, but I needed to get some sleep. It was a lot later than I thought it was by now. I knew the limits of my speakers and I knew I wouldn't hear it from my bed at the least. I just wanted to forget about that game and give my laptop away to any unfortunate random pawn shop owner the next morning. But that night, last night, I had some very strange dreams. I heard the screams again, the crying and distorted laughter. I saw everything in the gameplay in my dream over and over. But I was seeing through the eyes of the character and it all seemed so real. I heard my father, he said, help me, Matt. Buddy, I need your help, find it. I didn't know what he meant by that find it part, but I knew in that dream exactly where he was. He'd gone to find the Mayan ruins from the game, to find something that I wasn't clear of. After that, I saw him, and his body violently purged his skeleton from his flesh. There was blood and organs scattered everywhere around the pile of bones mostly mangled together as he screamed and, to my amazement, started to laugh, too. I don't know why or how he would have found them, but I knew I'd find him there, and maybe there was a chance I could still help him and get him back before anything like that happened to him. Now I knew where to look. So at about 3 a.m., I was startled awake with tears down my face, then went to get the laptop and plug it back in to find out more. It had already brought up the game files with the message that read, Welcome back. And when I clicked it, the text box said, Come find me, you're ready. Then I didn't give it the chance to launch itself, and I launched Pitfall myself and just pressed play, and the game let me this time. Now there was nothing but my dad's character and pitch black all around. There was this quiet music playing that sounded like a pipe organ and some low, dark chanting or hymns or something. There were a lot of words I couldn't make out but I started feeling a burning sensation throughout my body. I almost couldn't stand it as I heard flames crackling. I wanted to claw my skin off and I smelled fire for a split second. I got up when the sensation faded and checked around the apartment. I was the only one here. I never smoked and our apartment can't even facilitate fixtures for a stove of any sorts. The windows were all closed and we had no air vents. I still couldn't imagine where that smell came from. When I got back to it, the last life went from one to zero and the game crashed for the last time. And when I checked, it had deleted itself completely from my computer. I had also used my Windows audio recorder to record some of it, but the files were either deleted or renamed and moved when the game crashed the last time. I'll keep looking for that audio file. 
I tried to find the name of the author of the file download today, and I remembered the name was Hourglass 11, but the file was just gone, and I couldn't download it again to find out more of what was going on. I have to see what's on that damned cartridge. Maybe it will give me more to go off of. Posted January 14th, 2013, 12, 11 p.m. I've calmed down a bit now as I type this last part myself, but that will only last until the next dream haunts me and calls me to find him. But I realize today that I am actually becoming my father in a way. As much as I don't want to accept it, I've been rapidly drawing away from my family and becoming more reclusive because of all of this. As much as I want to stop looking and break the chain now, I just can't. I already took a vacation from work and went to the storage container when my roommate got back. I didn't bother explaining to him. I knew he wouldn't believe me. And I found both the game and the SNES in the same box with nothing else in it. Everything on the cartridge sticker was blacked out, except the character that looked just like my father. A lot of people say I'm a mirror image of him. I'm going to find out where exactly he is and buy tickets to Mexico to find him and those ruins. This week's podcast stories were edited by Sabina Graves and Marquia McCarty. Narration by Marquia McCarty. Audio edited by Fitz Harris and Calvin Linderman. Graphics by Johnny Ashley. Produced by Annalise Nelson. Music by Sapphire Sandalo. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send me an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. Don't forget to watch the video version of Something Scary over at youtube.com snarled. And if you'd like to support the show and everything we do at Snarled, Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash snarled. Until next time, my dark darlings, sweet dreams. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's list is now Angie and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I or download the app today.